there and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast this next one's about. This is the podcast where we ask artists to give us an inside look at one of their songs, the stories behind it and how it became the track that we're going to hear today. My name is Stephanie Manns and today's guest is singer-songwriter Aki Bramis. Aki is a Brooklyn-born and raised jazz musician, singer-songwriter, composer and self-confessed science fiction fan. Aki, thank you so much for joining us on uh, This Next One's About. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I had quite a lot of fun this afternoon looking at your website um, and, and reading your bio. <laughs> I loved yes. it. Um, I just, you know, I think it's, okay, it's great. so interesting how, you know, we describe ourselves and what you put down. And I, I just, I just loved it. And I, I you know, I was gonna, this, is, this sounds weird. I thought it made you sound really fun. And I really wanted to have this chat with you. What I loved, just, just to quote a little bit, um, to his friends, he is considered a musical snob of the highest order. To his enemies, a musical charlatan of the basest variety. <laughs> yes, well, you you touched upon probably the like very one of the few sentences that I actually actually wrote because uh, uh, I I like had an interview and talked, but I had had my own bio, and this was like that's one of like four sentences they were like this is good enough to keep. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Um, well, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And uh, by the way, I, um, I, on your bio, you said um, you're a lover of science fiction and fantasy novels and a huge yes. fan of cigars. That is true. Both things are true. Well, I'm also a lover of science fiction and I also love cigars. Oh, yes? Yeah. Get out of town. No, absolutely. I love cigars. Well, I, I'd love it if you'd had a cigar with me after the show. I would be fantastic. I'd be delighted. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about your song. So this next one's about is uh, where we get a bit more of a chance to go a little more in depth um, on a song of yours, as you might do, you know, at a show. Um, but for instance, right. at a show, you might not get the chance to go into as much detail with it. So right. the song is called Space and Time. Mm-hmm. And you said, uh, taken from an album called Alien Love Songs. Uh, uh, yes, a forthcoming, uh, long-in-the-works album called Alien Love Songs, yes. So what was the, what was the idea behind that? Oh, well, uh, well, there's a science fiction element. I, some years ago, like almost a decade or more, uh, had this idea to do a, like a, almost an, a narrative soul opera of sorts about uh, an alien that uh, sort of is stranded on earth and falls in love with a human and uh, they sing songs back and forth and you sort of get to understand how their relationship is awkward and then they sort of resolve things and it has interstellar ramifications and so on and so forth so that that became the alien love songs yeah so uh, and when is this coming out Oh God! Uh, no one knows. I presently there are four reels of uh, two-inch tape underneath my bed uh, with uh, the full album on them. The, it turned. Uh, uh, what happened was it kind of became a runaway, a runaway project, and it went from about like ten songs as an idea to I think in the end it's about twenty-four songs. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, now I have to contend with. Uh, doing it in parts is like a trilogy or do i release this like two hour epic uh i don't know what to call it 
Well, for fans of science fiction, I'm sure they would prefer the big epic. That's that's my thinking. Uh, yeah. So I just need to find a commercial way to uh, to to uh, to sell people on that. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm really I'm, I'm aiming for science fiction music, the Venn diagram of the overlap of those two things. Awesome. Okay. Well, Aki Vermees, um, this is space and time. Space and time. Take three. Almost empty. I should kick the habit, but it's hard sometimes. 
So that was space and time. Aki, it's super cool. It's very ethereal, very spacey. I'm definitely getting the alien yes. love song from it. That was the vibe. <laughs> that was the vibe. It's super cool. So tell me, what have you been up to this summer? I, I, I know that you've been very busy um, touring with Lake Street Dive. Yes, that has been, uh, that's been almost my entire year. We've been... Uh, out pushing uh, that new record for yourself up. And so since about April, I've been on and off the road, like a month out and then two weeks home and a month out and three weeks home. But uh, apart from that, I'm kind of uh, being an introvert in Brooklyn and writing yet more songs, uh, though I haven't yet released uh, the Ellie love song Opus. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of having a fun time doing that, just being super creative. And how do you, um, you know, obviously you are super, you know, an incredibly creative musician and you have your fingers in a lot of pies and you, you play for a lot of people as well as doing your own stuff. How do you, um, yeah. how do you find that balance of doing your own stuff and, and, you know, being a musician for hire? I'm not sure that oh, if there is anything I would call balance, it's definitely a dynamic sort of balance, which is really like a teetering, uh, uh, in one way or the other and trying not to completely collapse. But uh, it, it's uh, a lot of um, learning a lot of people's uh, songs and doing a lot of co-writing and uh, losing a lot of sleep. And uh, But but I find that doing diverse projects uh, informs my own writing and my own music. So I like to think that all that uh, frenzied activity leads to uh, better original music when I'm trying to write. Yeah, that makes total sense. I actually also didn't realize that, um, you know, you're, you're playing with, uh, sorry, you're, you're doing a show with the NYAC on the 21st of October, and I didn't realize that you had worked with Ali before. 
Ali Carter. Yes, for for several years, we worked very regularly uh, doing her original music and also like uh, very strange jazz gigs. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what she's doing at the show, but we, should, we might might hear a song or two that uh, I co-wrote with her, which would be exciting. Oh, that is exciting. Um, so, I mean, I, I know from, you know, reading about you and listening to your stuff, um, you're very uh, multi-talented and cross-genre. Um, and, you know, I know that you spend a lot of time doing jazz and, and the Lake Street Dive stuff is, I, it's yes. such a fusion of stuff. Is, is jazz kind of where your heart's at? Um, do you enjoy going into other genres? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, I love jazz. Um, and, uh, if I, I guess there's like an intellectual slash nerdiness about jazz that I found compatible with my, uh, my innate nerdiness that was already sort of ingrown. And, uh, so that was sort of my inroads into music. And then, uh, I sort of expanded to what I'll say, quote unquote, cooler or more modern or hip or trendy genres from that. But I feel like the, especially for a piano player, you know, the jazz with its like, uh, it's, uh, advanced sort of, uh, harmonic, uh, sense is a is a great way to basically just get into any kind of music and so I found myself listening to like rock and classical and I wound up studying music in, in college and sort of doing all that like Stravinsky and uh, Berg and like 12 joint music and then also you know avant-garde music and Pink Floyd and it, basically everything everywhere and I kind of sucked it all up so mm-hmm. So funny. I think I've I've always found with jazz players, um, and you know, I've I've played some more country kind of music, but I've always found jazz players are mm-hmm. are so well versed in everything, um, and they're very adaptable to everything. And I, I've you know, I think sometimes I've you know worked with some like if if I've had some violin on a record, um, if they've been much yeah. more classical, they've really kind of struggled to you know be creative about it because I think they've kind of spent a lot of time learning and less time right, kind of yeah. creating. And I feel mm. like with jazz players, they just kind of, they just know where you want to go and they go off in kind of different directions, completely unprompted. And it's, it's always great, but it's, yeah. it's definitely kind of a, um, it's a discipline I've never <laughs> managed myself, but I, I you know, hugely admire it. Yeah. I think it's sort of a, it's like a, the discipline of, of, uh, being open to being sort of free to go wherever you want to go uh so it's uh in some ways it's a nice way to start because it's very informative and and a bit uh uh academically rigid like the the learning how the harmony works and the rules of like improvisation are useful uh as a a grounding place and then you kind of when you get introduced to like r&b or country or pop music you have this context to go like, oh, it's using this sort of part of the language that I sort of think they're all under that same umbrella of blues or anything like that. And how do you find um, being an artist in New York? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of my, my time um, getting so much more kind of knowledge about it and what New York used to be like, what it was like in the 60s, you know, all of the music that, that has grown up here um, and how it sort of shaped New York and how you know, the artist community shaped New York and it was all here. And now there's this sort of yeah. argument that, you know, artists are priced out of New York and whether it's the right place um, for music to kind of grow, whether it's the right environment. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I have. I guess I'm. I'm ambivalent about that. I feel like, on the one hand, New York still is a is sort of a focus point for people who want to do artistic things. So they, I think, a lot of people still want to come here when they're ready to, you know, uh, get put their put their music out there, put their art out there. Uh, on the other hand, yeah, New York is very much uh, changed. Uh, even so, so I grew up here. I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, it's changed even since I was here in like high school, and it is more expensive to live here. So making it more difficult for artists who typically are not getting paid like you know ridiculous sums of money. They're not like bankers or anything like that. So uh, it's become a bit more hard scrabble and a bit less practical to find places to live. And therefore, yeah, I think it it's it becomes difficult for music to grow. Um, but that's part of that kind of brings us back to one of the earlier questions you asked uh, about like playing a lot of people's music and doing a lot of things. Uh, that was really the only way to financially, you know, to eat uh, for me. So mm-hmm. it, I tried to find a way to make that, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, synergistic with uh, <laughs> my creative endeavors. So I was like, well, listen, if I have to play in 47 bands to you know, eke out a living, then I'll try to find the best or most interesting or most creative bands in each of these things that you got to do. And if I have to teach, then I'll probably, I'll try to find the coolest place to teach where I have the most interesting kind of uh, range of students and, and just try to keep growing as an artist. And uh, at the risk of uh, soapboxing here, uh, I also feel like it's important for artists to um and this is my opinion to uh Mm -hmm. be part of their community locally uh Mm -hmm. and i think it's good to have part of the if your one prong is like i'm writing songs and i want everyone to hear them it's good to have another prong that's like how can i be of service how can i be uh how can i you know contribute to the the life of uh you know the city or the neighborhood i live in so i thought you know uh teaching is important like you get to work with younger kids and they're all going to school and they're growing up and um you know that's i feel like that's an important part of being an artist and so i didn't shy away from that uh for a long time i just kind of did everything i could and tried to uh you know be while being focused on the ethereal or the esoteric to also be very focused on like the visceral local element of being an artist in the city it's part of the i think the mantle of art one final thing i just wanted to ask um you wrote a children's book i did oh my is that in the bio (laughs) it is in the bio okay yes (laughs) i forget what's been taken out and what's left in i i love that that's in there i think it's a kind of an interesting thing for people to know yeah it is what's in the it's called I Hate to Be Sick. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's about a young boy who wakes up sick uh, and can't go to school and has to spend the day at home. And his uh, his journey towards acceptance of uh, uh, that uh, staying at home is, is uh, can be fun, uh, even if he misses going to school that day. Uh, and that's like a very heady way of describing this children's book. I would have thought that would be the child's fantasy. Yes. Uh, well, right. That, uh, I, I guess I could have pitched that idea. Like, Hey, he wakes up sick and he's like, yes, no more school ever. Uh, 
but I guess uh, we, we wanted to go for a more even keeled sort of uh, approach. Uh, I mean, no one wants to be sick. Everyone hates to be sick. I think it's universally, you know, you want to be healthy, even if that means you have to go to school. Good point. Well made. Um, <laughs> final question. Uh-huh. Final question. Favorite and least favorite thing about living in New York? Ooh, favorite and least favorite thing. Well, my... Okay, this works. My least favorite thing is probably um, how uh, overcrowded it is or, like, sometimes how commercial it feels, certain parts of it. Like, there's no, uh, like, real character to certain parts of the city. Uh, and that can get... That can feel alienating to the artist. It feels like everything is empty, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But then... The plus side is that because there's so many people, there's so many options. The cities, there's like things are 24 hours. There's so many like nooks and crannies of places to go to. I have a lot of like favorite like uh, coffee shops and bookstores that are off the beaten path that are little havens for me and my, you know, uh, my mod squad of of, uh, artsy fartsy friends. And, uh, you know, that's (laughs) I think that's really the that's the idyllic. New, uh, New York musician lifestyle is to sit at a cafe for six hours drinking espresso and uh, pretending to be erudite. Getting the shakes, really, probably. Yeah. yeah, getting the shakes and, and talking about Game of Thrones, <laughs> but then being like, man, we really have such heady conversations. Whoa. Yes, love Game of Thrones. Great answer. <laughs> so, Aki, um, where can we find your music if someone wants to... Uh, go and go and buy some of it or come and see you uh, where should they go so if people want to hear my music uh the best way to do it uh is to hear it live i would say and to do that you would go to akiburmesemusic.com and uh see where i'm playing i'm doing a lot of stuff with lake street dive but i also do a lot of stuff uh solo or with my band uh whenever i get the chance and there's some music up on uh on amazon uh yeah amazon and apple and spotify and all the platforms of streaming and downloading uh all under aki burmese all of the things well aki yes. it's been such a pleasure chatting to you Likewise. i can't wait to meet you and uh see you perform on the 21st yes i'm delighted thank and you have for a cigar oh yes we are gonna have a cigar i'll bring one aki burmese thank you so much thank you for having me Aki Bermise and apparently my new smoking buddy. Join us again next week and I'll be chatting to Kaylin Marie, our third and final artist for the October 21st show at Rockwood Music Hall. You can get your tickets from newyorkartistcollective.com and if you haven't already followed us, uh, go check us out on Instagram. We are at newyorkartistcollective.com. See you next time. <laughs>